0: The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
1: Hi and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sondra Bernstein. We are at the Winter Fancy Food Show at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. And we have some fun guests on right now with an incredible company Sandra. you want to uh
0: we do I I reached out to an old friend Rusty and said okay I know you're with a new company or maybe not so new but I've been fascinated by rebel r-e-b-b-l mm-hmm. yeah. rebel
2: do you know what rebel stands for I Zana? do not roots extract berries bark and leaves
0: oh my gosh I love that You know what? Because I was thinking it's like a rebel product. Like you're and you're a rebel (laughs) and you're being a disruptor in this industry. Well, yes. So roots like that as well. (laughs) So it's roots. Extract. Extract. Berries. Berries. Bark. Bark. And leaves. Bark. I love bark. Me too. <laughs> what are you, are you talking bark. about? Absinthe? I'm thinking about chocolate bark oh. with nuts and chocolate. I'm thinking I, don't, wood. I, like this I was thinking of, of you know sniffing my wine with a little bit of bark. <laughs> a little, and little, little it, bit but of bark, yeah. scent. bark but scent. scent. But like what does the bark, I know, does the bark come from a specific tree? Oh
2: gosh, trick
1: question.
0: I know. It's okay. (laughs) Right off the bat. We're gonna We're gonna Google it. I just couldn't help it. That was made me
2: silly. Celebrating the wisdom of the plant queendom as we like to call it. So anything, you know, we're we're plant based. So that's it's anything that comes from the plant queendom, we will love and adore and you know, look at what we can do with it and um, help nourish people with those ingredients.
1: And I love how you said plant queendom.
0: Yes, yeah, so do yeah, I. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Now, the ingredients are sourced all over the world or Yeah. Okay. We
2: source um, 70 different ingredients wow. from 30 different communities all over the world.
0: That is unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty Who gets fun. to go on those trips? Well, Rachel just got back from India. Wow. <gasps> wow, did you procure some new things?
3: I did not. However, (laughs) I visited our turmeric farm and got to try some fresh passion fruit juice from the farmer who also harvests passion fruit and turmeric and our ginger and cardamom uh, amongst several other ingredients, all organic. And uh, they're doing some really cool stuff working with the local community to sort of provide social resources to help the farmers have access to to healthcare care and education and, like, knowledge about the benefits of organic and regenerative farming. It's incredible.
0: Oh, it's so cool. The, you know, thinking about, like, when you are, like, ha- there's a big world of how you get out there and actually how you find the people that have the product that you're able. I mean, like, when you have the end product and it's a, you know, a bottle of Rebel reishi chocolate yep. you know it's there and consumer just sees it and it, either it looks good on the shelf or someone's told you about it but when you, your business specifically there are layers and layers and layers of complexity of where you find yeah. these 70 ingredients and how they enter in this formula and i totally. always find that so fascinating
1: I'm sorry. Can we start out just by saying what category would you say that these <laughs> drinks are in? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if people what? are looking for Protein them, are they looking in the sports shake? Are they looking in health yeah. food? Is it, I mean, w- w- basically how would you categorize the, pro- the product line?
2: Pretty much it's it's what we'd call fun- functional beverages. Okay. So, you know, it's kind of the evolution of beverages has obviously evolved. I mean, I I started in the beverage space, I don't know. With vitamin water, right, and that was the newest, hottest thing on the planet, and it wow. was water with vitamins. <laughs>
0: wow! I Were mean, they really vitamins? There was really vitamins Were there? in there. Yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but but you know there there was not a lot of innovation in beverage, and that was game changing. And since then, I mean, talk about an explosion of just so much better for you stuff in general. Um, but today, I mean, here at the fancy food show in particular, and um, there, there's just an explosion of people want stuff that's better for them and they want to really put functional foods. And so there's this whole category of, of functional beverages now that exists. And it's great because we now have a lot more choice.
0: <laughs> right. What year was Rebel founded? 2012. and twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. So it's still really a new company. Yeah. Yeah. But with ha- having made a lot of headway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've had a good few years, <laughs> good couple of years the last few. Yeah.
1: Well, and good. the idea to to use coconut milk was to stay away from soy and dairy specifically for what reason? Do you want to take that one, Rach?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the core sort of principles of this brand is delivering plant powered nourishment through these super herbal elixirs. And one of the ingredients that we've used since the launch of these elixirs is coconut milk, um, which is a very nutrient-rich ingredient and um, base for our elixirs. So coconut milk is really high in MCTs, um, which is also known as medium-chain triglycerides, and oh essentially God. they're Need the a
0: chemistry degree, the Pretty healthy, much.
3: healthy <laughs> fats, right? That uh-huh. you know people kind of in the past have had this fear of fat and we need to do the low-fat diet. So is this like a uh, paleo product? It it It's no. tough. I mean, it depends on your sort of parameters as following the paleo diet. We do have a few products that are lower in sugar. Okay. Um, one of them is our Rishi Cold Brew, which has no sugar mm. added. That would probably be considered paleo approved by most people, mm-hmm. but... We kind of let people make that make decision their own for decision. themselves, yeah, um, but, uh, as I was saying about coconut milk, it, it has these really healthy fats that are great for the metabolism. Mm-hmm. Um, they support a healthy metabolism and efficiently sort of turn energy, turn the calories into energy, yeah, right. For the body, which is great. It and is a lot of that principle though of the keto diet and the paleo diet and everything else, like
2: good fats. Right. And you right. know, so it's very much that's the, the at least one of the trends you're seeing right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. I'm <laughs> really
0: scared to do it. Like I keep seeing pictures of keto people that have done this keto diet and they're like changing their body and i'm like i love fatty foods like what am i gonna do if i keep eating all this fat i'm like i'm i'd be scared because like (laughs) i if i doubled in size it would be like scary but anyway it seems um, counterintuitive it does it Uh, it, it really does with the
1: coconut milk i think what's neat is it sort of works with those flavors that you have mm -hmm. i would naturally as a as someone who cooks would mix a lot of these things together in cooking
0: yeah yeah. You would make you would mix or nix? I use so <laughs> so so for example, mix. if
1: I if I'm making curry, you right. know, I'm doing right. an apricot curry sauce and right. using mm-hmm. coconut milk, and you, I mean, there's just right. it just work. makes Add, sense. Yeah. I'm not using actual um, whipping cream or dairy or anything right. to finish the sauce. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. No, I think it it's is a good everything.
2: Foot. You know, we look at it, a lot of it from a culinary lens too. Obviously, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. taste is first and foremost for us. I mean. That's one of the rules of the beverage industry is if you don't have something that tastes good, then you're kind of screwed.
0: Right, (laughs) yeah, the people aren't gonna buy it. (laughs) So,
2: you know, taste is everything. But it is interesting that you say that because, you know, we've got the turmeric, right, which is very much like a curry-led flavor, turmeric, golden milk. here we have the three roots mango spice, um, but even we have a Shazandra berry as well. So we have chocolate flavors. I use so
1: Shazandra berry all the time? Do you really? No. <laughs> oh, I
2: was like, no one <laughs> knows. Oh what God, I've is. never even heard
0: of a Shazandra. <laughs> I <think laughs> I knew
1: someone named Shazandra.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's my best friend, Shazandra. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, so yeah. So it, it is. It
2: goes well with a lot of flavors, and I think. What it does is instead of, you know, your typical beverage, a lot of times where it's very hydrating or you're looking for a thirst quench, this is more nourishing. It's Mm -hmm. more satiating and it gives it a decadent type feel. Mm -hmm. So while you it feels kind of like you're cheating, it's actually quite good for you so that, you know, like she was saying, the MCTs and. Um, all organic ingredients and you know everything's got a purpose and a function. We have adaptogens and super herbs inside, which we can come to at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially it, it, it feels
0: very decadent, but it's incredibly nourishing. And not meant to be a meal replacement, a meal enhancer on a healthy meal. Really, No, no, we,
2: we have um, four proteins as well. That, so they're also coconut milk based, but they're... Um, protein specific. So they're plant-based protein. They're probably more like a, a meal okay. replacement. They're not full meal replacements. I think right. most people it's sort just of like if you're running on around. the go yeah. and you're kind of needing something as a mm-hmm. pick me up or a post-workout kind of, you know, mm. replenishment. We, we definitely have that, but no, a lot of people eat it. You know, you'll have a turmeric gold milk with your salad or mm-hmm. um, a lot of people eat it in the afternoon for a snack, um, all over. You, you, I think because of the variance in flavors, people find different times of day, all day long, right. to consume it.
0: So. Yeah, when I, I went to this health spa for a few weeks, and they had um, turmeric on the table... And we, they were like, put as much turmeric, you know, put turmeric on this and put turmeric on that. And I mean, so at home, I'm doing the same thing. I mean, pretty much everything tastes like turmeric, but I'm like waiting for the health things to kick in. Yeah, come on, when's it going to ha- happen? I'm here, I'm waiting. we am going to get super healthy? Exactly. Yeah. But, well, but your joints are going to really, be in good shape. Exactly. I mean, it was really an important, you know, and I was trying to learn more about health and, you know, how things work in the body and- I was really fascinating. Yeah. And apple cider vinegar. We had to drink a lot of apple apple cider cider vinegar. My
1: mom does that too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I found, I can't get it down. So I found a capsule that's being made, I think in Australia. And I take two apple cider cap capsules a day. It's all are. natural. Okay, <laughs> I just don't know it's if it like has it the same natural. effect. You know it what does. I mean? What you're talking about is solid um, in a liquid. And no, I'm sure it does. I feel all the benefits. <laughs> you know, benefits smoking pot and taking yeah. an
1: edible, you have different.
0: It, yeah. But no, I'm sure that it's working. Okay. yeah, She's feeling it. I'm her. pretty sure.
1: Are you burping that cider? No, because out?
0: you don't have that like gagging yeah. reflex.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But yeah.
2: I, I think that's an also interesting because I think you've seen this sort of full circle where people are going back to real natural real, things exactly. and things that have for thousands and thousands of years had benefit, and we kind of as a Western society thought, oh no, we, you know, we don't we don't need that. We'll we'll create and concoct and you know figure out different stuff, and we're coming back to just the just the basics. Yeah, you know? so
0: great. Yeah. Now, how many people work for Rebel?
2: We just hired our fortieth employee. Oh, wow, I know. And that's so I think incredible. two years ago we were at
0: less than ten. So. That's amazing. And how
1: many is that on production side, and how many on the brain trust?
0: Most brain trust. Um, <laughs> the brain trust is right here. Know, right here. You've got right. the brain trust <laughs> yes. in so this room. So there's three. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the rest.
2: <laughs> I mean, honestly, true. the the I. the organization is really heavy field-based. So we have a lot, those are the people that make it happen every day for us. So they're in the stores every single day, making sure that we're on shelf and doing all that. So we have a field sales team and a field marketing team of about probably 20-ish, 20, 25. Um, We've got probably 10 to 15 in the headquarters, which is the marketing team, um, operations team, uh, and innovation. Mm -hmm. And then we've got a handful of people down at the facility in, in um, southern california where we produce and a,
0: and a mad scientist. We have
2: an amazing mad scientist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Paolo. Wait, this is just one person that He does everything. Yeah. He's wow. magic.
2: Wow. <laughs> Paolo. No, honestly, we, we Paulo has just gotten a companion which is he's very happy for bringing on Dave, but um we have we have two gentlemen who do all of our innovation and they are literally Paulo, we call him sort of a genius mixologist. Um, he is incredibly special, and he's been using sort of adaptogens and super herbs and studied, you know, Ayurvedic medicine for the last sort of 15 years. And he really wanted to create something that brought his passion to life, and he's done it. And I'm telling you, if you ever try to drink ashwagandha or maca straight up or just taste it, it's not very good. Yeah. So to be able to kind of create these flavors, you know, that taste unbelievably decadent then he's he's killed it so we're pretty lucky to have paulo <laughs>
0: and he's the co-founder of the organization
1: so can we talk about super herbs
0: yeah i want to know i don't even know what a super i mean herb i is. know what herbs
1: are so i'm just imagining herbs but bigger super herbs, right
0: i mean <laughs> it's super <Persley? laughs> is a super, herb? super
1: herbs with capes <laughs> there you go <laughs> we're gonna that's i like oh that. are we talking <laughs> about
0: herb or herbs? herbs herbs, herbs. Yeah. it depends where you're from right yeah, how herbs. do you say it herbs okay yeah. But herbs. if I was thinking of a cape, and a cape would be on herb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me rephrase the question.
0: Yes, I do so like What that, is though. a super
3: herb? Yeah, and,
1: and and the decision to incorporate them into the drinks, and what benefits you think they bring to the table?
3: Yeah, so it, it, I mean, super herbs. There are there are over you know forty thousand medicinal plants in the world, um, but. For us, what really sort of defines a superherb is a plant that has some sort of benefit and positive functionality with the body. So that really is going to vary from one herb to the next. It could be de stressing, um, you know, bringing the body back to homeostasis and a state of balance. Mm. Um, actually, adaptogens, which are sort of a unique subset of this big, broad category of superbs, adaptogens are known to bring the body back to homeostasis and some of the herbs that we would consider adaptogenic are ashwagandha, maca root, reishi mushroom. Um, So these are all really great for, for stamina and endurance and, and overall vitality. Um, But then you also have You know, herbs like turmeric, which, you know, is very well known in the culinary space. Um, But it's also an ancient medicinal herb that is great for anti-inflammation. Yeah, Yeah, you know, joint health, respiratory health, um, cognitive function even. Um, And then we have, you know, matcha, uh, which has been used in Japanese culture for centuries. And it, you know, it's a a morning go-to for so many cultures. Uh, But now we're recognizing like... Oh wow, there's also a lot of antioxidant properties to this mm-hmm. and it it does have that sort of calm sustained energy that maybe you wouldn't get from a cup of standard coffee, you know. So right. so that's kind of I think our idea is like how do we bring these really powerful, you know, super herbs into to the masses but in a way that is with real food and it's not just a supplement that right. you you have to get down or you have to do it as part of a routine, but like, let's not just your pills. Sandra. Right. <laughs> not just my
1: yeah. capsules. Yeah. No, it is sort of luxurious. I mean, just tasting that chocolate. It yeah, is it a little, really a little bordering mm-hmm. on decadent.
2: Yeah. 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 Can I get you to try this one? Do you like, you can get me to try yeah. any of those the three roots, mango
1: space, shake oh, it up yeah. a little, give it a little shake.
0: Um, now do you drink one of these a day, three of these a day or like once a week or, It's like working in a candy store how much can you take yeah
2: I mean you know how it is when you're surrounded by something and you have access to it at all times I drink um personally the Rishi cold brew pretty much every single morning wow um and then I kind of throughout the week I'll have depending on my mood and depending what I feel like I need I will um you know sort of if I'm looking for something a little more like, oh, I need a dessert type thing, you know, a taste, then I might uh-huh. go for the Rishi chocolate. Or sometimes when I'm looking for something fruity, I go for that one, the three roots mango yeah. spice. It's delicious.
1: Yeah, the, the only other thing that I've had that was close to that was Kern's that does either an apricot or mango nectar, you know, in those cans. Yeah, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what I would use to oh make my curry God. sauce. With. But that, 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 that so oh my this is amazing. That's so much truer flavor going God. on there. I <laughs> want to like put crushed Do you feel ice the cayenne on the I mean, back? Just a little bit aged on your tongue.
0: Rum. I knew minute. you would appreciate this. <laughs> You're adding
1: rum to these.
0: I, I like rum. <laughs> that's okay. Or, right? <laughs> I, do I mean, time. seriously, I would like make this amazing cocktail. It you would totally wouldn't... throw
1: the balance off. You should
0: totally do that. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. I am. <laughs> I'll send you. It. I got some recipes. <gasps> oh my god! You. I think. I mean, it's just that's delicious. It's yeah. really good.
2: Yeah. How do you drink it, Rach? Ray, see, Rach is a little younger than I am, so we <laughs> always. I'm always fascinated. I, I know the answer, but. But I think, you know, it's interesting because people drink it differently and use it in different ways.
3: Yeah, no, it's true. And that's the thing. They're so versatile that you can easily make a chia pudding or an overnight oats recipe. And they really lend themselves to that breakfast midday pick me up usage Mm -hmm. occasion. But personally, right now I'm hooked on a new flavor that I can't I can't share yet because it's coming out. Oh,
1: Then why did you bring it up? (laughs)
3: It's, it's coming out in a couple of months. Oh, come on. We want to tell our listeners Give us the first three letters first.
1: of the main ingredient.
3: <laughs> yeah. We we and not a super herb. I can say it is an extension of our protein line. Okay. Uh, so more protein to come, more plant protein. I'm okay. hooked on that flavor right now, but I also love the spicy chai, which okay. has ashwagandha. Oh. And it's a great root, um, Ayurvedic root for de-stressing and kind of just gives me like a calm Zen. uh. How do you get
0: all of this information out to the consumer (laughs) about, yeah, I think you have a hard job right now because I mean, if like, if I'm going to, I am not very experimental in the supermarket very often. Yeah, Like sometimes I I don't think you would be, but I, yeah, sometimes I don't like the health food stuff. I'm very slow on the bandwagon. I, I must admit milk chocolate, toffee. <laughs> I'm like good on all those things. But like I would probably just go, "Wow, I want to drink this." You know, and first off, the labels are fabulous. The packaging is great. So I would be attracted to the packaging first, mm-hmm. and then if the flavor was great, that would be awesome. And then I would be like, "Okay, how is this going to help me?" Yeah. Like, what am I going to like is it going to feel good, you yep. know, or I don't know, my joints or whatever. It's going to be a good thing. It's good that I'm hooked on it because now I'm doing it. But how do you... But people do it the other way. Yeah. They want then to you'd know... Be like, what the fuck is Ashwagandha? <laughs> exactly. Well, that, <laughs> that's like, what goodness, happens. That. People go, what the hell? Yeah, what am I even <laughs> drinking? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so... It's like if you start the other way and you go, okay, your doctor's like, look, you got to cut this out and that out. Like my doctor probably would not be happy having 27, 21 grams of sugar, Mm. even though it's probably the good sugar.
3: No Um, added sugar
0: in that one. It's all mango. All from the mango. So this is all from the mango. Right. Well, even, yeah. So yeah. How do you tell them and how do you tell them which one? It's tough. You have to have a book with it. It's
2: we're we're working on a book.
0: Um, Smart, but, but the, you know,
2: honestly, it's funny because it, as a marketer, um, it, it's been it, it is a challenge. It really is. Um, there's so much to say and so much to educate about, and adaptogens and superherbs are a little bit new to sort of the Western culture. So we're packaging was a big thing right getting the packaging yeah. right we're actually this is really making a slight fun. adapt adaption to the front so it gives you a little bit more of a mm-hmm. sort of a functional so it'll say balancing or harmonizing or it'll it'll give you a little oh, bit that's, more is that coming that's yeah, coming that's okay. going to be oh, out cool. very very soon so that'll help a little bit um but it's it's a tough thing we most of our sort of marketing dollars are spent on our our field team and that's them being out and doing demos and events and just sampling because once you put it in somebody's mouth, they're like, Oh my God, this is so good. Right. Then all of a sudden they're engaged. And then we have so much to talk about, you know, people love to learn about things that are good for them, especially right right now wellness is, is a giant opportunity. Um, and then we also, you take it a step further and we have this really amazing, story of how we were founded and how we impact source and how we look at um, business as a whole. And I think it's a really unique place in in the natural food space. And so you know, you start to have dialogue about that and today's consumers are all looking for something that's more, brands that are doing more, companies that are doing more. And we really have that too. So we start with taste and we start with just getting it in people's mouths. Mm -hmm. And then from there, let them discover. And thankfully, you know, again, it tastes great. So people are our biggest advocates when we can sit down and chat with you and you're going, oh my God, have you tried Rebel? Yeah, that was amazing. Your own microphone, the 10 people that we talk to and them telling 10 of their friends, that's the best way to get it out there. Because it is, it's complicated. It's a complicated
0: message. Yeah, it is complicated. That's the right word. The, um, I know we want to talk about like the other basics in the company and the other foundations, but do you, is the millennial generation your top generation probably as a consumer?
2: Yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean, we were lucky enough, Rachel does the majority of our social media and she's kind of the voice of the brand. And we were, you know, I think when we were kind of born and, you know, coming out on social media and Instagram, we have huge engagement. Um, We work a lot with influencers and people that are um, movers and shakers in wellness space and, Um, they love the product and I think there's that discovery element too, that they, are helping share something that's, you know, tastes great and Mm -hmm. is good for you. Um, but it's interesting and it's definitely our core consumer, but people like myself a little bit older, you know, forties plus or something, um, you know, that that are interested in health and wellness, you know, Mm -hmm. um. There's definitely a subset of people that are just engaged in, and, and, you know, when they're working out, what can I have on the go and athletes Mm -hmm. and, you know, just people that are
0: trying to be a little bit healthier in their everyday life. Right. And is the market space right now, do you see the competition growing and growing? Like if 2012, um, and now six years later, what were you like maybe one or two products in 2012 and now there's yes, a lot, a lot. A lot. We have uh, four proteins and ol- ten, ten elixirs. Ten elixirs. Ten elixirs. Fourteen. But how total. about all the other companies, like? It's interesting
2: there, because we've we've had quite a bit of success over the last you know, two years has really been, you know, you can find us in any Whole Foods, you can find us in almost any natural specialty store. And do
1: they carry co-op. the entire line or do they tend they do. to just okay oh, they do. Okay.
2: Most Whole Foods across the country carry all fourteen SKUs, which is pretty amazing. Right. We do really, really well there. Yeah.
0: Actually I wanna ask before I forget, yeah. what does one generally cost in the market? So the,
2: the elixirs are three ninety nine and then those that have the protein, the four proteins are a dollar more, four ninety nine. Mm-hmm.
0: That seems really reasonable.
2: Well, and so that's when talking about the competition, I think because a lot of the success that we're having, along with the fact that, you know, this space of functional foods and beverages is rapidly growing, we're seeing some people come into this more satiating, nourishing space. Um, But I would say I don't think anybody's doing it, A, with the ethical sourcing that we're doing. B, we use... No gums, no thickeners, no anything funky. And there's so many ways that you can get around funky things that feel like natural flavorings and things like that. Um, So we're really authentic to the products that we use. You're also starting to see people jump on this trend of adaptogens and super herbs and you'll see what we call them fairy dusting, right? They'll, they'll sprinkle some of these herbs, but they're not efficacious. And so everything that we do has an efficacious level of whatever herb or adaptogen inside that actually is gonna work for you. Whereas, you know, you'll see some of these other beverages that's like, oh, it's got ashwagandha, it's, you know, has adaptogens, but if you actually look at the label, it's literally so minimal, it's not gonna do anything,
1: so. And people are looking for not only companies that are doing less harm, but are actually doing positive things and making an impact. And I think, can we talk a little bit about what it is you do around the world?
2: Yeah, you wanna take that one or you want me to take that one? Sure,
3: yeah. (laughs) yeah I mean impact sourcing has sort of been it's really at the foundation of the brand and we can talk a little bit about the founding of Rebel because we haven't haven't gone to that story yet um, and maybe maybe that's where we start. Um, essentially uh, should we pass it off to Tara? Well, well sure we have uh,
2: Tara here with us from Not For Sale. So the quick down and dirty of, of how we were founded it's it's kind of fascinating it's really what brought me to rebel and i think brought a lot of our current team to rebel and probably even the early team to rebel um you know we were actually founded by a nonprofit, so not for sale is based here in san francisco and headed up by a a gentleman named dave batstone and mark wexler and they have had a deep passion which we'll have tara talk about a little bit um for eradicating human trafficking around the world And, and rebel specifically was um Created to uh, help with the human trafficking problem in the Peruvian Amazon, Um, and so you know the story goes. The real quick story goes that Dave brought um, fifty of the smartest people. Tara, you can probably tell this story better than I can. You want to go for it? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the show, Tara. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hi there. Yeah, get right up in that microphone for us.
4: Participant. (laughs) Fun. Happy to have you. (laughs) Thank you. So actually, if you turn the rebel bottle around on the very back. And go to the bottom. You'll see uh, the not for sale logo right there, um, which Very is bottom. exactly where we want it. Um, so you know, this is this is really kind of the foundation of the brand and something that's built into the rebel DNA, as we like to say. Um, as Rusty said, we have two co-founders, Mark Wexler and Dave Batstone, and um, about I don't know, 15 years ago, they kind of came from a business background and realized that human trafficking was a huge problem in the world. Um, is kind of the dawn of the realization of modern-day slavery is a very real thing still. It's, I I can't even fathom it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it
1: sounds it sounds and maybe it sounds a little out there for people that haven't had experience, but um, I know even at the hotel uh, working for the Fairmont, we just had an educational seminar maybe six months ago, and this was about human trafficking and for what to look for in the hotels. I mean, th- so obviously there's something going on. Yeah, right? just
4: some quick stats. Like there's 45.8 million people in the world estimated to be exploited in some way. Um, so human trafficking victims are survivors. Um, and it's a $150 billion a year industry. So, you know, it's it's the definition of human trafficking really is a commercial sex act or labor um, coerced by force fraud or coercion of some kind. So it's unwilling labor. Um, So what we look at is trying to find a way to kind of protect people who might be vulnerable to that kind of exploitation at the very core. And usually that's economic opportunity. Um, and creating that for people. So um, after many, many years of direct service projects and a, a lot of work that we did around the world, um, you know, providing education and health care and psychosocial support to people who had already been through trafficking in some way, we decided to take another approach and kind of blend this Silicon Valley investment, uh, you know, kind of entrepreneurial spirit model into things and create companies who would, do this work from their very core um, and I think rebel is our most shining example of that um, especially with just the craziest runaway success um, we've had and especially in the last couple of years as Rusty was saying where now that ethical sourcing is really from ground zero right like that's one of the things that is considered at every single step from Point A, all the way to someone drinking this, right? So the logo is on the back, and there's a 2.5% give back embedded into Rubble every single bottle. So that goes back to not for sale. So we can continue to do that direct service work and also look for other ways to improve the supply chain. And, you know, really that's just improving the lives of the people who are producing the ingredients for something like this. Yeah. So that's incredible
3: and yeah. not for sale has 9 country, projects in 9 countries 11 different projects around the world i mean the the breadth of the touch points has just grown so much are over. they all food projects
4: no, they're all different. Um, it really depends on what that community needs and matching that with what's a market opportunity for it. Right. So it really is kind of blending that profit and purpose model together. So we do have restaurants um, in um, Amsterdam that are brunch restaurants where there's a culinary training program for survivors of trafficking oh, that's in the fabulous. restaurants themselves.
0: Do you have one in Brussels? No, we don't, um, no, yeah. I'll um, be in Brussels for a day. i <laughs> <Too bad. laughs> in Amsterdam. Amsterdam, I would go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But
4: what, you know, really is similar to that is that, you know, the first time someone walks into one of those restaurants, they don't know that that's going on, right? They're there because it's the best brunch restaurant oh, in Amsterdam Awesome. and it's exactly parallel with Rebel, right? Yeah. This, the reason someone buys this the first time is because they're like, oh, that looks delicious and guess what? It really is. And mm. then they find out, right? Usually on like the third time they buy it, they notice the logo on the back and they go, oh, I don't have to feel bad about this at all. Cause in fact, I'm participating in a sustainable thing that's regenerating the whole planet. Um, and that's like super exciting to, to have the entry point be something that's something someone selfishly wants right, and then giving them that extra bonus of, Hey, you're actually helping changing someone. the world.
2: Yeah. 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 So just cool. really quickly on the rest of the, the Dave thing, he, he basically brought 50 of the smartest people he knew together, what he called the Montera circle and said, okay, we've got this herbs in, the, in Peru and in the Amazon and, and this community that needs help. So we're all going to brainstorm and we're going to come up with the best idea. And whoever has the best idea, he, he took all these 50 people, broke them up into groups and said, whoever has the best idea, I'm going to fund that. And um, Jeremy Affelt was one of the, he's, he was a, a giant, a San Francisco giant at the time. And he was part of the group and his group picked um, a tea, and they wanted to create a tea using cat's claw and uh, you know, creating economy in these villages and um yeah what is cat's claw it's an herb it's oh, a super okay. herb <laughs> okay super
0: herb it's not a claw no it's a not cat's a, no thank you for
2: clarifying okay yeah. perfect. <laughs> another, adaptogen. Like <laughs> another adaptogen yes
0: uh but yeah
2: so any and that was the story so they said okay we're going to create a tea it was a, they, I think they called it smart tea at the time but that was the idea and dave said fine i'm funding this and we're going to figure out how to eradicate human trafficking in these specific villages and I was lucky enough to go to Peru with Tara just this past September and visit those villages that originally inspired the idea of rebel. We've changed, you know, the the product is no longer a tea (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we're no, no longer using cat's claw right now. Um, you never know. Um, but those villages we still work with and not for sale still works with. And we just launched a product called, um, banana nut protein it's our newest protein Mm. and we're sourcing the brazil nuts from the communities um, that not for sale still works with and it's just the whole uh, just the fact that you know companies today are looking at their supply chain through and through and really trying to understand how they can add value to those communities is something that wasn't happening, you know, for a long time. And no
0: one, no one talked about it. Nobody cared. You go to the market and, you know, it was big companies and big brands. And I mean, I would say half of our guests that we've had on the podcast have had some type of sourcing um, or giving back with the farmers and making sure that they are sustainable, that they can live, that their farms are going to flourish and, Um, it's been, yeah, it's incredible.
1: seems like it should be common sense, right?
0: You, you would (laughs) would think think so. And again, you're right. You know, we're going back to the beginnings and the basics and people, you know, it's a shame how we got here because I think we're at this place because the world is, you know, being destroyed and things are yeah. really becoming challenging. And so what do you do when you have a problem? You start figuring out solutions. Yeah. and it's like, wow, these were the solutions that were here before we created the problem. so yeah. Yeah. Um, totally you true. know
1: well in quarter yeah. I mean quarterly profit, reports I think are one of the things that just completely destroyed companies oh. here in the United States. I mean, everyone's just looking for dollar, dollar, dollar. Sometimes there's a little bit more of a long-term investment that needs to be made that in the end is doing something a little more positive. Um, how is climate change sort of tied into all this as well?
2: That's actually really interesting. We were talking about it earlier. Um, you know, I think, you no know, with climate change come the human trafficking and climate change are inextricably linked. I mean, we're members of OSC two, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the mm-hmm. organization, um, one step closer to an organic sustainable community. And that's a group of, um, natural food products and, and beverages that have come together to sort of really help lead the conversation around climate change and what we can do for that. And so, you know, if you think about a natural disaster happening because of climate change well guess what comes out of that human trafficking challenges because there's problems with the economy so for us that's an incredibly important thing um and and we're part of that organization we've made rach can probably talk to this better than i can but we've made some commitments as an organization to help ensure that we are doing things to to better um Mm -hmm. our footprint on the earth and the planet and that's also very important to us and you know i think what's interesting too in this reality that we're in today with fancy food it's fun to see that these investors and um you know the VC funds and the groups that are out there that they're allowing these brands and these companies I mean we give two and a half percent we've nearly given a million dollars to not for sale today incredible and you know we're we're still at a place where we're we're very new and we just took funding you know and the fact that they're allowing us to do that and the fact that they're allowing us to spend money um on impact efforts you know that's where game the, the the that things are really starting to change. And you know that this is a longer-term initiative yeah. and consumers are really demanding it. So it's a lot of fun. But did you want to say anything else about climate change, Rachel, at all?
3: No, I mean, I think in general, it's it's really just to go back to like sourcing and climate and all of these things are so related. It's like, how do we find the partners, the supplier partners, the farmers in some cases who exemplify the same values that we do Um, On a regenerative level, because that is a partnership that is going to help us move in the right direction as we draw down carbon and fight global warming. And one of the steps that we're actually doing later this year is we're going to be transitioning from using virgin plastic in our product to a a post-consumer recycled product, Mm. our PET. And this is a huge step for us. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the solution. It's, but it's one small thing right. that we can do as a brand that um, is really going to help us move the needle as an organization and continue to hopefully inspire other brands in the natural product space, especially the beverage category, to think more consciously about what we can be doing, what changes can we be making as a business, and how can we be leveraging our power as a growing organization to help consumers, help the industry start to question the way things have been doing, we've been doing things and, mm-hmm. and think about the earth more holistically.
1: And what, what's the, I mean, the obvious reason for the changes is using a, a more environmentally friendly product, but how come that wasn't done from the beginning? Is it price prohibitive? Is it cheaper or more expensive to use that type of plastic or? Um?
3: It, it definitely is more expensive from an operational standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's something that's been on our mind for a long time, but it's, taken a while to sort of figure out what the best solution is. right? Um, and maybe
0: it, w- it might not have been available in 2012 probably.
3: Yeah well yeah and we were actually our we had a different product back then different packaging right. entirely so it's it's been an evolution but I think we're all really excited it's been something that we've been thinking about and working on for at least the last year um, especially.
1: Yeah so you've been yeah you're so you're mindful I like I like that when people have products that they're always looking to evolve for one reason or another for the right reasons um and not just saying hey you know what we're doing pretty well let's just ride this thing
2: well, and I, I don't – we don't have to go into the science or some of the legal issues with it. But, you know, we, we don't love the fact that we're in plastic either. But yeah. right now we're a, a low-acid product, and it's just virtually impossible. We can't right. in the U.S. There's no one that can put us into glass uh, right now. And even glass has its issues with shipping. Right. And, you know, so there's a lot of problems. I mean, I think every all of these organizations coming together are really starting to push – um, the packaging organizations and companies to say, you, we've got to create something right. better. And so we are being very mindful. And it, it is. It's expensive. It's expensive to do. And that's probably, it, it was not quite available. You have to find the right supplier that can do mm-hmm. the right bottle shape. And you know, it's it, it, for a startup organization, it's very challenging. So, um, But we're very committed to continually evolving how we affect right. you know, the earth. And how
0: about pouching? Has that been on the table? Like thinking about
2: it hasn't. And I think that's, I me mean, that's a really good question. I I think um, we're so sold basically in the grab and go, right? Yeah, and so you put it in a pouch yeah. and people look at the occasion completely differently. Right. And this is the trick, right? Like I think right. we would love to do that, but I don't think the consumer they may not be ready to
0: pick that up in the two, same way. In two years, maybe. Yeah.
2: And I think once we get that mainstream, loyal consumer who really knows the brand, understands the brand, that's when we can start really right. pushing them because they're willing, They're they're, they're Loving what you know, they're loyal consumers right. already. We can start pushing a lot more. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think it'll be exciting because just um, the weight alone, no. you know, if you think about the your distribution and your two tier, three tier, how many tiers you yeah. guys have, but yes. <laughs> the weight of just getting product on freight or you know as you go internationally, everything yeah. weighs so much. Glass is miserable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. our products we probably add a buck quarter per jar, we announced jar of jam <laughs> wow. on shipping. And we're you know, we only do wholesale direct. But it's um, you know, it's like, wow, I wanna look at something that would be a lot lighter in yeah. a box.
1: You know, it's funny that a lot of times it's like the lesser of the evils that you have right. to choose. That's I mean, right. people love, mm-hmm. right. people love, oh, why don't we, uh, you know, do, do wind farming out there and you see the big turbines yeah, and, then exactly. a, and then a bird runs into the propeller and You're next like thing you know, devastated. everyone's up in arms. Well, right. you got to make a choice. I mean, yeah. you have to decide yeah. what's going to ultimately be better for us in the long run. Right. Um, yeah. I just
2: love that we're having these conversations. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so do I. Like True. It's great to just know that people are interested and. Um, I I truly do believe I mean we know for a fact that people are you know will choose brands that are doing things differently and I think that's super exciting so
0: So the marketing message for the product is taste me I'm so yummy yeah and then (laughs) what's your elixir Sandra? what's my elixir right now it's this (laughs) mango chocolate mix (laughs) I'm <laughs> oh mix bad. the two of them together <laughs> with um, rum, yeah, with, with rum <laughs> and crushed ice in a blender. <laughs> now, I mean, I um, I'm really fascinated by it, and I'm like really pleasantly surprised about the pricing because if you go and you buy a fresh um, juice, yeah. like all those Evolution juices, not knocking them, they're yeah. tasty, yeah. Um, maybe healthy, but they're like six ninety nine, seven ninety nine. And it's like, I I don't want to juice at home. And I want something healthy. And I think that gives you an opportunity to put products like these in people's hands that don't have to look at it like a luxury item. This is cheaper than a Starbucks coffee. Yeah. I mean, not that that's what you want to hear about your product, cheaper, anything. No, we're happy. But you have to really, I mean, how we get... I mean, I think we started like thinking about organic food and getting it in the classrooms and, you know, taking people away from the fast food and saying, hey, you can buy really good food. You don't have to go and just eat crap. And then, you know, but then we became, well, wow, it's really expensive. Can't really afford to do that if I don't make enough money. I have to go to Burger King. I have to go because I can't afford to buy, you know, this organic, sustainable grass fed on, (laughs) you know, somebody's grass, you know, beef (laughs) or whatever it is. And I think this is a huge part of the conversation is bringing the economics back to the mainstream because it can't just be a luxury product for people that can afford it not mentally or physically well, wow fun. i oh, love man. that that was, go, so, that was Sandra, fabulous go. <laughs>
2: just record that for me um yeah and, and that's it i mean i think we you know we're, we're looking at a couple different new innovations outside of just the new flavor that rachel has teased you on <laughs> yeah. um brat but, <laughs> but <laughs> part of it is we want we want to make products affordable because we believe you know in inclusivity and we want everyone to have access to health and wellness. And I think that's another thing that, you know, looking right. at the economics of all of this and um, it's, it's great that it's happening, you know, and, yeah. and, and, I think businesses are changing so and you
1: That's mentioned it. Whole Foods where else can people um, get these products well
2: gosh I mean depends on where all of your listeners are from how but about you know, Oliver's Oliver's Market yes okay. yeah for sure um, it's his market Sonoma Market too. Nugget Market yeah. um, actually we're in Rayleighs in Northern California we just launched wow. in Safeway in Northern California wow.
1: and what, what other states are you in currently
2: we are nationally distributed so, so what is
1: it, is California by far the the top um, yeah. consumer uh,
2: California New York um, oh. you know the the coasts tend to adopt stuff like this first and um, but we we do really well in Florida um, and Whole Foods in particular We, we Texas Big market for us. Hmm. Big market. So there's H E B, which is a great grocery store mm-hmm. down in Texas that we do quite well in. Um pretty much all over. Nationally Whole Foods. I mean, that's the easiest thing to say. Hey, right. you, know, you find yeah. your Whole Foods nationally and we're there. Pack yeah. Northwest, oh my gosh. They Seattle, wow. Portland loves
0: Rebel. Yeah. <laughs> and I Target. On Target on the West Target. Coast. Target in the West Brand oh, West. new. Oh, brand incredible. new in Target. That's yeah. great.
1: And does it have to be refrigerated? Yes. Right. Yes. So even not just when you when it's first open, but it is a refrigerator yep. product so from now start to you're finish. talking mm-hmm. okay.
2: about cold chain. Yes, which is such a pain in the butt. Yes. When you come from Yes, from, from meat dry snacks. goods. <laughs> exactly. From
0: right. the jerky kitchen yeah. below the earth. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, that is a huge challenge. Yeah. And then um expiration dates are uh long, short, five, seven, nineteen. Pretty short, so short, yeah. So okay. I mean, you'll you'll
2: well, y- there's a sh- good enough shelf life. I mean, if you bring right, it home right, and you have right, it in your right. refrigerator for a week, it's fine. So right, you're, you're good.
1: Right, and like um, you know, like Sam Katuri's mom says, if, if she she's huge with olive oil, and she says if <laughs> don't keep it for more than six months. She says people have all this crappy olive oil right. and old olive oil around. I mean, if you buy yeah. this, I would think that if I bought oh, this, I I'm buy gonna it drink, to drink it. Drink in the next. I'm day. not buying <laughs> it to sit in my refrigerator right. until two weeks right. later or a month later. I want. Something.
0: Yeah, uh, though I'm thinking. Yeah, you'll drink
2: it and really quickly. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it's <laughs> it'll last very long. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it becomes different when um, markets are buying it. Do you have to like buy back cold, like when it's cold? Um, <sighs> chain. Luckily, we. I mean,
2: honestly, like what's happening right now is we can't put enough on the shelf. Oh, So fabulous. that's not a problem for us right now. I know it can be and potentially will be we find that um, we're having to double face a lot of our SKUs because somebody will come in and be like, oh, my God, somebody has turmeric gold milk, and they'll take six, you right. know, right off wow. the shelf, and the shelf's empty. So those are part wow. of the... And then we've got a distribution challenge with how do we continually get product in on a daily basis, and, you know, those are all the logistics challenges and that we have. good
0: growth problems, yeah, good but growth problems. frustrating. So we don't really
2: have that challenge now, but, okay. uh, you know, we, we yeah. are definitely... It's on our radar.
0: Yeah, there's just a whole nother world about, you know distribution wholesale you know what it takes to get on a shelf in a market which is not easy well
1: not just that but shelf space you know a lot of these products that you see in the supermarket on the supermarket shelves you go who wants a chili cheese jalapeno flavored something you do
0: on Christmas in the microwave
1: but you know what I learned a lot of times it's not about selling that product it's about taking up space of your competitor Right. which seems yeah. crazy. Like people will right. come up with products just so that they can push their competitors off yeah. the shelf. No, you guys are taking up a there. lot of shelf space. Oh, listen, I mean, I, you're talking about whole foods, with, yeah. and now you're talking about double spacing and I know. yeah. Wow. I know.
0: Listen, I would go Got into the bookstore um, in the airport, like if I went to the bookstore, I would find my cookbook and like face it, like <laughs> like all yeah, over. You, like, look at I that, would do it. it. I'm is. like, oh my god, that cookbook is like you hot know, again. You know, yeah, yeah, totally. I do the same thing with our jam. I just you bought know? your cookbook for my
2: sister for her Christmas, oh, by the way. Oh,
0: thank you. You're welcome. She loved it. But yeah, I mean, there's it's you know we talk about social media and how much content is out there and everywhere we look, we're in a very busy space yeah um and i just i'm excited for you i'm excited for you know to keep hearing about these projects and really the basic person like me or brian you know you our involvement is just by buying the product
2: yeah well and and you're you're helping us share the story i mean i think that's part of it too you'll help us keep the competition away by just telling the story um but we are going to plant some um adaptogens and super herbs in sonoma so really? you'll have to come and where check them where out. where yeah uh on sparing road <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna create a little farm so uh you'll you'll have to come and Very check them out fun. Yeah, just for fun Very we, we fun. might do a little yeah. like local you know vip
0: uh-huh Taste gold test. label option yeah. for you but, okay um, yeah that's cool we yeah, like, really like fun. that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, social streams. Yeah. Let's talk about anything? how people
1: can get a hold of you, not just get a hold of the products, but get a hold of the message and understanding right. yeah, the help. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, we are super active online. So definitely follow us on Instagram at Rebel, R E B B L. And then visit our website, rebel.co. We have a lot going on there. We have an interactive sourcing map and a lot of superherb information. So if you're wondering what Shazandra does for your body... Oh, I'm going to be looking <laughs> it up tonight. Rebel.co. Um, all the superherbs are there. We have a lot more on our partnership with Not For Sale and our impact sourcing. Um, and a lot more updates to come on you know climate action and um, sort of the whole evolution of all of our work on that front. So...
1: Well, I know that message from Not For Sale probably resonated with some people. Is there contact information just ex- specifically for Not For Sale?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rebel... Rebel is a good place to start. The website has like our impact story and the origin story of Rebel. um, And it can link to Not For Sale, which is notforsalecampaign.org. So check us out there. Um, It'll give you a ton of more information about our other projects and how to donate. Um, And what's really amazing because of partnerships like this with Rebel, all of our overhead is covered, so every oh, dollar that's, that's donated goes straight to the people that we're helping who have wow. already been yeah, through awesome. this trauma. So um, that's just like a wonderful promise that we feel so lucky to be able to give to our donors as, hey, mm-hmm. you know exactly where your dollar is going to go because we don't have to worry about all these administrative costs, right? Right. Like we're earning that for ourselves through sustainable enterprises like this. Wow. Well, Very kudos to you all. Cool. Yeah, really yeah, good. Not work. just uh good
1: work. F- yeah, yeah, not just for making a great product, but f- what goes on behind the scenes. I think it's Yeah, I yeah, think, I think Aww, you awesome.
0: just you got guys. two <laughs> new consumers, right?
1: And I'm now following them on Instagram. Yes. Well. Yes. I was
0: already <laughs> I was already following them. And these. I noticed at yes. the, yes. the yeah.
1: farms, Diana Callahan is following them as well. Yeah,
0: Diana. No. Thank you for letting us share. Oh no, thank you for taking the time. I know it's a busy show and Got to keep selling, but thank you. Really <laughs> okay, wait, appreciate I, it. I have a really oh, important question though. Oh yeah.
1: Um, are we gonna keep those? drinks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no.
2: laughs> Absolutely. No, no, are no, you no. taking the? Are you no. not giving those away to someone <laughs> oh, else? No, we're right they're for, for you. you. Yes.
0: The okay. sampler, all for yeah. you. Well, you can give them good. to your
2: friends and you're, um, drink them yourself. Whatever. Well, no, he's got a daughter.
0: Oh, and, yeah. um, I want to hear. You know, we want to know what Abby thinks.
2: Okay. I'll I'll put a bet on on the Shazandra.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about to like which one you can get kids and Kid, kids like there,
2: somebody in our booth was just saying their eight year old daughter loves the Shazandra, And so I said, is that because it's Shazandraberry, or, or is that because pink? it's pink? <laughs> so. I was going to say my daughter would instantly <laughs> yeah. gravitate yeah. towards <laughs> that bottle. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it would it, be interested to hear what yeah.
0: she says.
1: All right. Really fun. Well, thank you so much taking a little time out of your oh, busy day. No, thank you, guys. Hopefully, we'll see you around the show later. And, uh, Sandra, you got any uh, parting words?
0: No, just thank you and keep up. It's just, it's exciting. It yeah. just, yeah. I okay. have a nice, my, my face hurts from smiling. That's good. Oh, yeah. yay. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for listening to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with uh, Sondra Bernstein, and we will have a couple more guests from the Winter Fancy Food Show at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you.